0: To Akin Speaks. Today we are starting the first episode in our Person of Interest series where we interview people of interest on Duke's campus. Today we were lucky enough to be joined by Dr. Rebecca Simmons of the Mechanical Engineering Department here at Duke. Many of you engineers out there may know of her from her Intro to MATLAB course or from one of the many other Design and Lab courses she has led over the years. Dr. Simmons is known not only as a fantastic professor, but also for her incredible drive and her love for students, which I think really came through in this interview. I learned a lot and drew inspiration from this conversation, so I hope that you do too. Now, on to the episode. Dr. Simmons,
1: how are you? I'm doing great, very excited to be with
0: you too today. Good, well, we're excited to learn a little bit more about you today and share it with our peers, so thank you so much for being here. All right, so we'll start in with our first question, which is what made you choose to be a professor at Duke?
1: Well, so I was a little bit of backstory. I was an undergrad here at Duke, and when I was finishing up, I was thinking about grad school because I love learning. I wasn't ready to be done, and I was excited about the environment, and I had two, three mentors that were very strong influences, and they really encouraged me to go to grad school. So the first leap towards being a professor was going to grad school, and that was fantastic. While I was in grad school, I met my husband, my now husband, Neil, who also teaches here And we got married while I was in grad school, and we started evaluating the family work situation. And an opportunity came up while I was finishing up to actually do adjunct professor. So to be able to teach with another very popular professor on campus, Dr. G, who was teaching all the freshman MATLAB at that time. And he was co-teaching with another professor who left um, to go to NC State. And he asked me if I was interested, and I said, yes, I do want to do that. And um, it kind of just took off from there. So I had an adjunct position for for quite a while, which worked great, because Neil and I had our two daughters. So balancing having kids, having small girls, uh, being on campus, It it was a great fit. And then now the girls are older. And so I've moved into what we call a professor of the practice. So it's a non-tenure track position. And our focus is on teaching and doing some research, being involved in the community, mentoring students. And I love being with the students. I love learning too. And there's always an opportunity to to
0: learn. Um, That's wonderful. one question we had was, as a professor, what do you think some of the most important things you try to impart on your students are?
1: Okay, so I would say confidence, uh, work ethic, and maybe even stepping past, I, uh, stepping back. I have students that will stop by high school students, and they want to sit in on a class, and they're asking me about Duke. And they say, oh, I'm very excited. I want to come to Duke. What should I do? Just that first part, coming to Duke. And I said, you know, should I be reading up on this? Should I know this with physics? Should I know this about chemistry? And I said, no, just be excited, be curious, be ready to work. And I think that sets you up for success. Now, I think we do a pretty good job with instilling confidence into our students. And I know that because I was very confident coming out as an undergrad. I, I came out as an undergrad and was like, I am this is great. I am prepared. And then I went to grad school. I'm like, oh, I have a lot more to <laughs> learn. So, uh, but I think most of our students are, are really confident. And, and that's a, a, a big thing for me, positive attitude, uh, work ethic. The motto that we, uh, Neil and I give to, to our girls, our daughters, and, and I try to give to all of the students is uh, work hard, have fun. And, and that's what I want the students to do when they're evaluating uh, post-undergrad, picking out jobs. Are you going to learn something? Or are you going to have fun? And, and, and make decisions based on that. I, I also think um, grasping for new experiences. So undergrads will come in, my advisees, and uh, uh, even we're talking about classes, and then I said, okay, now you're ready. And you've got to remember, I teach and I'm a mom. So I like to give out advice and lots of it. So they come in here and I I start giving out a lot of advice. And one of the big things is taking advantage of the opportunities that Duke has, one of those being the Flunch program. Some students don't even know, and Flunch is where you can take a professor to uh, lunch or, or breakfast for some of the places and Duke pays for it. And it's an opportunity if you're in a really large lecture, I tell the students, to, to know your professor and for them to know you. And also if you're in a small lecture and, and you want some advice, just advice and opinions are great. You don't have to take take them, but just gathering gathering all that is very good. So I encourage things like that, going to the collab. I I want the students to go, because I always say, when are you going to be surrounded by, I don't even know what they're up to, but it's more than 50, I think, um, 3D printers there, going over to the foundry and seeing a metal 3D printer. Again, opportunities that you might not have once you graduate, I want the students to think about. Um, I also want them to, I always encourage students to pick a a club or an organization or a student group and really get involved into it, so that they feel that they um, have taken ownership of a project, that they're proud of their accomplishments. And, and then one of the, the other things that I always say, and sometimes students will laugh at me because we're, they're all engineers, is um, we're in a small engineering school. There's 350, 380 per class, but we're surrounded by this large Trinity school, and I'll tell the students, take theater classes, take improv classes, take uh, PE classes, and uh, again, take advantage of of all the resources and all the fun things that we have to offer.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's one of the reasons I personally came to do, because I loved how well-rounded it was, and I liked the opportunity to be able to do tons of different things at one spot.
1: Um, oh, and yes. last thing, forgot. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. And one of the biggest things uh, be okay with failing. And that is probably one That's of the hardest, hardest things <laughs> when I see freshmen because uh, uh, the students that have come here are at the top of their class. It's very difficult to get into Duke, and these are incredibly intelligent students. And um, I, I think it's knowing that uh, failure is, is g- good, just fail often and very quickly. Neil is faculty advisor for the motorsports team, and uh, by default, I am around those students a lot, and my daughters are around, and I remember, I think it was two it was two years ago, so they build a race car from scratch every year, and the culmination is that they take it to Detroit and they race it, and it's really cool. I got to race once. I thought I was great, <laughs> got out of the car, realized that I hit every cone. I was not very good, um, but... It was it was about four days before the race. Car is together. They're out there in the parking lot racing it. And they're always texting us and emailing. And um, one of the students hit a curb. And these cars are low. And the car was wrecked. And Neil and I came over, I think it was the next day, and we said, you probably don't want to hear it, but this is a great experience. You know, you've had something very... Uh, even though it's tragic now, an opportunity to learn and you're going to have to pull together and they got it together. So it was, it was pretty, pretty good. I'm not going through it, (laughs) but it's a great
0: learning experience. Yeah, I can imagine they'll look back on that in many years (laughs) and finally be okay with it. That's exactly right. So as one of the few female engineering professors here at Duke, can you speak some to your unique experience in that role?
1: As a female professor, mm-hmm. or as a female student, or both.
0: I guess both would be very interesting. Whatever you have to say, kind of on that subject.
1: Okay, when I was an undergrad, I, I, there were obviously less female students. I feel like we're doing pretty good now. I was just counting for uh, a freshman sophomore class that we offer, Engineering 121, and we have 70 students officially enrolled. We've got some on the wait list. And I think the number was like 27 or 28 were female. I was cheering. Uh, it was so exciting. And um, so I think that was great. As an undergrad, I was one of very f- uh, few, and then there were classes where I was probably the only woman. And I didn't have a female professor my whole undergrad in engineering for my chemistry class I did, and outside of engineering, Um, but I don't ever remember being very aware. Um, So I was, never felt different, I just felt supported as all other students. So I had a very, very good experience as an undergrad and as a grad student. I was very lucky. As a professor, I I think that I feel like maybe I'm hopefully maturing and learning too, because my mentality, maybe I've been naive, because uh, my outlook always has been, why would you treat anyone different? That's just my thought. So it, it hasn't occurred, you know, it really never occurred to me much that anyone would, but it do, people do, and um, it's very sad. And so I, I think that I've taken a little bit more of a proactive role in making sure um, when, I, when students come in, if they have issues, I'm really listening to mm-hmm. them, uh, and female students that sometimes um, things that I haven't even thought about in the machine shop, um, they've come and, and talked to me and been an ear and talked through them. Um, but I think our university is doing a really good job with respect to diversity and inclusion, and it's really important. And I think number one is when you have uh, an atmosphere where you feel like they're making it a priority, mm-hmm. makes a difference. And we've got quite a few new women faculty members within mechanical and across the engineering um, all, all of the the fields which is great.
0: Yeah that's wonderful. So both you and your husband have been, been very instrumental in shaping the ME curriculum here at Duke. Uh, what's one thing about Duke's engineering program that you think you might want to change or add to?
1: Oh the curriculum i think actually they're doing this and and this is based on neil and i neil being my husband and um student feedback too is getting some more hands-on experience we in the past a lot of it's been like okay make sure you join a team join motorsports join eco marathon team join robotics join enable which is the 3D, 3d prosthetics club which is awesome too so uh what do you call that, uh, a call-out or a, uh, an ad for all these great clubs that are on campus. and um, But now, so having more of that design, in hands-on design in our curriculum, I think is very important and I think valued by the students. And I think it's, it's happening. So we have the EGR 121 for mechanicals, which is all design challenges. It's all being in the lab. There's no tests or homework. Uh, so it's very good. Uh, and, and it's nice, but you're still working, and you're, and you're just having a lot of fun. But we also now have uh, the new design freshman experience. So students will be able to come, all, all engineers, and do a design project with a customer. So I'm mentoring a group, and they're working with the gardens on a cold frame, so a mini greenhouse, and just the automation of opening and shutting. So there's projects where these groups have client, They're talking about the design process. They've got additional mentors, and in addition to two professors for the class and everyone else that they're bringing in. So to me, the university is doing a great job with uh, listening to the students and also bringing in this design element. In mechanical, we also, we offer a half credit class. So it really doesn't count to your major. It's also under the 190 umbrella where students, Students during the first half get machining time, so they they machine a gyroscope individually. And then the second half, they're working on an open-ended problem. And that's probably the one thing that students have a harder time, so it's great to get more exposure, real-world exposure on there is no solution. The answer isn't going to be 2.0 inches. Um, we don't know. That's what your job is, and it, it could be a lot of different things. So um, in that clas- class, they work on a big team project at the end. Uh, last year, they did uh, a rocket engine, and then they came to our house, and we had lots of contained fire. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, was was a lot of fun. So, so I think that there's these opportunities now, um, and that would be... M- probably the my biggest wish is the hands-on experience That's awesome. and, and we're already checking off that box
0: you're making me want to go meki now you <laughs> yeah. <I'm> a senior <laughs> all right so now we want to switch focus over from your faculty life to other aspects of your life okay. as well how much do you think that you and your husband's background as engineers has played a role in adding to your family dynamic and do you feel that it has imparted something onto your children as well
1: Oh, absolutely. So uh, Neil and I have two daughters. Ella is 12 in seventh grade, and Emily is 10 in fifth grade. And they literally have been on campus since they were babies. So we have integrated them into our lives completely. And for us, for Neil and I, we're really on the same page. We, We work and we spend time with our family. And a lot of times they're the same thing. Our, our kids get to work with us. So when motorsports, uh, so when they go up to Detroit, Neil's faculty advisor, he goes up for a couple days. Ella went up last year with him, and she came back, and I said, how was it? And she said, it was awesome. I'm going every year, um, which, is, which, is, which is fantastic. The, the motorsports team, again, I have a lot of experience with them, so they'll come up um, over and over. They'll come over. We'll have them over for dinner and it's dinner and game night and the girls are playing games with the students and i think it's nice i remember being an undergrad and even though i like being surrounded by a lot of people my age i also like seeing variety and you don't see a lot of that on campus so sometimes seeing some younger kids is fun and uh and dogs, we have our dog sometimes on campus. And when she was uh, Luna, our dog was a puppy, a lot of people said that was therapy for them. So they'd come, you know, and pet her in Neil's office or take her for a walk. But our, our kids, our, our most important thing, is, as I emphasized earlier, is the motto, work hard and have fun. Uh, uh, Neil and I would love to see them as engineers because we really value the engineering degree. We just see all of the opportunities and the fun that you can have. Um, and obviously, we also value the Ph.D. Neil and I both have it. We're surrounded by our friends and our colleagues that have a Ph.D. and are very happy and been very successful. But I also believe in choice. And I just hope that they that we can instill positive attitude, kindness. That's another big thing for us is just being kind, because um, I don't think there's ever a shortage of that in the world. And I think there's even a, like a smile, making sure that the girls are smiling to other people, because that can mean a lot for someone.
0: We just have to say that your kids are like the smartest people ever. <laughs> I'm always hearing stories about how they're out machining <laughs> everyone else in the yeah. shop. So you know, you know, you know.
1: I had a student um, a couple of years ago, and I was talking to him over the holiday, and he came from a much different um, background, Sin- single parent, uh, uh, I, you know, struggling, and his mom. He really valued his mom, and his mom worked really hard for him. And somehow he got on kids, and he was saying, "Oh, I wish that I had learned that as a kid." And, and my thing is, Neil and I have those skills. It's our responsibility. To share those with our kids, we're not doing the right thing if if we're not imparting on them the kindness, some of these basics, but also then these other things that we have and, and including them. Uh, Neil loves; he has a, a bobcat, which is like a so it has a, a bucket and it's like a, um, a skid ear for around. Neil loves that because we have a lot of land. But the kids, he's taught the kids how to drive it and maintain it. You know the hydraulics and. If you ask the kids about breaks, they'll roll their eyes because they know it's a bigger project that they have to take care of. But but when Neil's having them do something, it's not hand him the tools. It's like, you guys try, struggle, I'll help you as needed. It takes more time, but it's worth it. But then going back, this student was saying, oh, I wish I had learned this. And I said, did, what did your mom taught you? Work ethic? She taught you kindness? She passed along those skills. It's awesome, you're an amazing person. If she didn't know how to solder and weld, you know, it, how can she pass it down? We do. It's our responsibility. We, I wouldn't be doing the right thing. Um, but also, I also think it's a responsibility that I hoe into the kids' school because I want to do some UA science. Because I think there's a lot of, to be just inspiring everyone. Girls boys you know it doesn't it doesn't matter and just get them excited about science and starting to think, uh, think about it
0: that's awesome <laughs> I love that yeah so what do you do in your free time and what are some of your hobbies
1: oh gosh well I don't have much free time Neil, Neil and I really do a lot of work and we do work together which is great so especially with teaching this is uh, our free time because we have overlap in work almost can be our work because we get to spend time doing that so um, I teach a junior level class that feeds into a senior so I know all the students that are in his senior class so we can talk about it and, and I can say oh this student would be great in this group I, I just know um, or this student may need a little extra help that, that sort of thing I guess then I'm always with the girls love being with them and we we do go on vacations a bit. We're very lucky to be able to travel, and we've gone to some amazing places. I wasn't super excited. Neil um, and, and his family wanted to go on safari, and they laugh at me that I wasn't that excited. And all during the trip, I was like a kid in a candy store, look at that animal, look at that animal. So um, sometimes I'm a little reluctant for the trips, but I always have the best time. So I put that high on, on my list of things that I enjoy. Um reading if i have time gardening i'm big into outside and uh growing things and i guess that's about it with my free time right now i always say that i want to go to the beach like i'll say neil let's why don't we go to the beach but i um I can't sit still. (laughs) So even though it may sound good, especially at this time of the semester where I'm just like the students, like survival mode, survival mode, beach would be nice. Um, When I actually evaluate, I'm like five minutes later, I'd be like, okay, what am I doing? I got to do something.
0: You'll have to build like a sandcastle (laughs) (laughs) engineering or do something. Exactly. beach to you. Uh, So to wrap it up, do you have some sort of standout memory from your time as a professor uh, or some sort of particularly funny or impactful moment while you've been here at Duke?
1: I guess I have lots of uh, different moments, and maybe I'll share one from when I was an undergrad and then one more recent one. That's that's, does that sound good? So when I was an undergrad and I came here, I was here the first year. I thought professors really were... they. They taught at the front of the class, and you sat, and then you could maybe ask a question during class. I didn't really feel like you were supposed to approach them, and that wasn't because that's the, what the professor said or did. It was just something for some reason that I had in my head when I came to, came to college. And I finally got the nerve in thermodynamics. There was something I was really excited about, and I had a question, and I'm, I said, I'm going to do it. I am going to email the professor, and I'm going to go to, I'm going to go see him. I'm going to do it. And he was um, an older professor. You know, his persona was a little bit more. Um, he wasn't like a joking guy. He would tell it very straight to you. And so I went into his office. I remember this like this it was yesterday. And uh, so I must have been a sophomore already, first year sophomore. And for anyone that knows me, they know that my vices are Diet Coke and sugar candy. And I always seem to have a Diet Coke with me. Well, it started in college. So I had just got a a huge cup, one of those, like you would find at McDonald's, the super size. That was when the university sold soda on campus. You you know, you could get like the big fountain drinks. And it was filled to the top. It's one of those things that you think about in movies. And I'm sitting there and and I'm asking him this question. I'm really excited about it in my hands everyone also knows my hands tend to go all over the place and as I was going through this thought I got really excited and my hands went and slow motion I see that soda go (laughs) flipping and then all over the ground completely full and you know I didn't even want was really nervous I I didn't even really think that I should be going to the office and now within the first 10 minutes a soda is completely all over his carpet and you know I'm apologizing and, and upset and the next thing you know, he's, he's on the ground wiping it up, telling me, don't even worry about it, Becky. And I figured after that, and he was so nice and so kind about it, I said, that's about the, one of the worst things I could do, right? Spill this soda all over, mess up his office. And he was still nice, and he still talked to me, so it must be okay. You know, you can, you can have a relationship with your professor where you're going and asking him questions. And he became a great mentor to me all through undergrad and grad school and beyond, and uh, so, so that was that was one of the things that I'll always remember. That initial, it's okay. The professors are there for you. And then um, for for recently, I I had uh, I had a flunch with a student on Friday, and he's a Trinity student, and he's in one of my Emmy classes. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I don't think that I I think I'm gonna stay on the Trinity side. And the student is he. Has the attitude and the, the aptitude to be a mechanical? He is would be so successful, and I think this curriculum is perfect for him. So you know, we were talking about it, and I said I would support. You know, I would support my students in whatever direction they go. But I, I will give them. I'm not going to give them loosey goosey advice, is what I say. Um, I think he should be a mechanical engineer. So he came to lab on Tuesday and he said, "Well, you're going to be happy." <laughs> he said, "I've." decided i 'm um, doing mechanical and also there was a he was the class president last year uh, Uzo who 's an amazing student. I happened to go with Neil and, and the girls to a graduation we're sitting there to support the students just up in the back and Uzo was talking and i i 've known him since he 's a, a freshman I love my students and uh, in his speech which was excellent he stopped for a moment and was talking about a sophomore year his grade point average was low which happens a lot for students sophomore year and um he he had been seriously considering uh, transferring out of mechanical and out of engineering and the Simmonses Neil and I were like had met with him at that point we're like no you can't do this you have to stay because again he, he has the ability and he has the attitude. And I think that the curriculum and the skill set and the networking and everything else was, was aligned with where he might want to go. And uh, so between our advice and Dr. G, and he had listed someone else, he said that uh, he had decided to stay mechanical and super successful um, in graduating with with the the awards that he's won, the jobs that he has, all of that was, you know, it's, it's a rock star. So I'm proud of all my students. You know, no matter what they accomplish, I just want them to be happy. So,
0: so yeah, that's about it. Is that good? Those were both perfect. Okay, Thank good. you so much, Dr. So We really appreciate your time. Oh,
1: yes. I love it. I love that you're doing this podcast. You're doing exactly what I think students should be doing <laughs> <Good>. starting new <laughs> Glad
0: things. you, you, that you on. It off. This has been another episode of A Kim Speaks. I hope that you all enjoyed listening. And once again, thank you so much to Dr. Simmons for joining us. We'll see you guys again next week for another episode. Bye.